okay, I'm gonna try to <laughs> sign up for Drific 3. And at the time, when I talked to Aaron on the phone, he's like, gotta drive your car, no trailering it. Like the only time your car's on a trailer is if it was literally so badly broken that you were just like, I'm out, calling I'm, I'm yeah. calling it. What's the deal with the real wheels? Do all y'all run real wheels? Nah. Nah? No. It's just uh, you? You're the only not, flex it's, boy? It's not just me. A couple of the boys run real wheels too. Hold on, let me just count real quick. 1525. I got like four grand into three piece wheels. It's a full stock one. I bought from an importer. How much did it cost to get the engine and trans? He wanted 3200 for the engine with the auto trans. That's not crazy. But mind you, one year before, my other teammate Derek went to the same importer. So right before. Bucks. For 1500 bucks. And then. Welcome back to the number one drift podcast on YouTube. I am Dawson. I'm Nate. I'm Bayrad. Let's get into it. Uh, so Hyperfest, do not forget we will be there. That's coming up quick, uh, May 19th through the 21st. And of course, they were nice enough to give you guys a 10% off code. So use that. It is on the screen. Um, and don't forget about the 10K giveaway. And then, uh, of course, following on Instagram and subscribing on YouTube. Uh, and you will get entered into a chance to win our custom Abel Fab Parts tip. That we uh, forgot to put out. Yeah, we forgot to put it out. So it'll be on the screen. <laughs> um, and then, of course, uh, two free Hyperfest tickets. So shout out to Hyperfest for that. Grab the merch, of course. Uh, if you missed out on the Kind of Kinda merch, that sucks. I'm sorry, but we will have some new merch coming out soon. Um, but, of course, CircleDrift.com, and that's in the description. But this is Bayrad. So I'll let him introduce himself. Uh, well, what's up, guys? I am Bayrad. I am from Northern California. I actually just flew into Tennessee today. So um, I'm not really jet lagged, but I'm going to use it as an excuse because I'm running on like three hours of sleep. But uh, anyway, gotcha, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, from NorCal, I drive an S13 hatch uh, with a 1JZ swap in it. Um, I've had the car for like almost six years it's been through a number of different swaps and engines and looks and whatnot so um i've definitely settled on the best one so far which is the 1j you can't change my mind it's the best it's god's Ooh. engine even though the sr20 is god's engine the 1j is like jesus's engine which is like kind of more than I, God. Agree. I don't know you know i'm not religious but i'm just here to say i'm glad we finally have somebody that's not ls on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> i will say i'm not against ls's we could talk about this but it really just comes down to the sound man and like a yeah. 1j it just has this sound that like nothing looks as cool as a jay-z sound just thank Never, you yeah. yes i run an rv but an RV Jay -Z, sound, a 1j has always been my favorite motor it just you know and it's funny because i actually didn't get the Jay-Z when I had the opportunity to do it for a lot cheaper. Um, Cause as you guys know, like Jay-Z tax just went through the roof, yeah. like through in 2020 and I did my swap during 2020. So like I just bought the most taxed Jay-Z ever. I mean, they're probably more taxed now, but my, uh, I have two teammates that also ran Jay-Z's and they bought theirs for like half the price I paid for mine. And so, and it was like two years before I did my swap. So I'm oh, like, they're like, they finally convinced me. They're like, dude, your SR blew up don't rebuild another SR, like no. go Jay-Z, you know? So I'm like, all right, I'll go Jay-Z. And then it's like prices are just way higher than what they paid. And I'm like, all right, cool guys. <laughs> like, yeah, I'll just do a $10,000 Jay-Z swap, but totally Should've worth done it. done it sooner. Yeah, literally, but totally worth it. So, uh, but yeah, anyway, I, uh, I drift with uh, some of my best friends. We have a team called Drift Team Anti-Heroes um, represent. And uh, we have four one Jay-Z cars. We um, just all have 
VVTi single turbo one J's and it's kind of a vibe because yeah, it's like it is, all yeah. the cars are super well balanced together and like it's just cool driving with all the same kind of setup. There's three S chassis and one uh, E36 compact Ti and his he was the first one with the Jay Z and he threw it in the compact and it was just kind of like game changer. People were like what Jay Z and like a Ti you know and uh, then he pretty much slowly converted all of us into getting Jay Zs and now that we all have stock one j's he was like okay now i'm gonna build for power so then he goes nah. like radium fuel rail he set the bar he's like here's the bar guys one j's and then we all get one j's he's like all right now here's the bar i'm gonna do all this other yeah, stuff keep so, on running guys yeah, so i'm like all right bro i'm still recovering financially from the first from the initial swap like i can't i can't upgrade it right now you know no yep. but yeah um other than that like uh i've been drifting for like five years now um kind of started in the stance scene and oh actually okay i'll say this i started in the subaru scene which has its own scene like yes, there's car scene definitely there's yeah. drift scene stance scene, and then there's subaru scene so i started in the subaru scene had a bug eye um and that kind of introduced me into like working on cars and whatever and then i bought an s2000 because it was like a dream car of mine for ever since i could remember like i just had always wanted s2000 so i bought that didn't really even know like rear wheel drive, all wheel drive. Like it didn't like, I didn't buy it because it was rear wheel drive. I just bought it. Cause I was like, they look cool. Like I like yeah. S2000s and then I supercharged it and then I bagged it and like stanced it all out and stuff. And eventually like I started discovering drifting through some friends who were buying S chassis, like 2014, 2015, they're buying S chassis, they're going to the track. And I'm just like, what are you guys doing? Like, this looks kind of cool. So go out to the track one day, jump in a car with my homie, just a dual cam S13 mm -hmm. hatch. And I jump in the passenger seat and like, I still have this video on my phone and we're just on this small skid pad layout over at Thunder Hill Raceway. And he just like, and we're all, he's still kind of learning too at this point. He just sends it behind our other homie, like tandeming. And I'm just in the car. Like, this is the craziest thing I've ever experienced. <laughs> like I, I'm going to drop everything I'm doing in life and I need to do this. So like within six months, I think I, I bought my S chassis and literally it's been like history ever since then i sold the s2000 and i sold everything else i like bought a truck like didn't care i just needed a truck the drift car and like that's all that mattered so like i don't know you just like you know when you get bit by the bug you know yeah. you just Fuck can't shake yes. it like yeah. no matter how many times i go drifting no matter how many times i break the car blowing engine i blew the first ka in six months and do you think it's a lot harder to get bit by the bug now since everything's so much more expensive Dude, that's a good point. I feel like it's definitely challenging to get into it now because of that. But there's also like exponentially so much more support as that we true, yeah. as we go technology on. Technology so much better. Technology too, and just like what's out there on the internet and like people discovering that like 350Zs and E36s and E46s are like really good starting cars. Like, you know, so the the S chassis tax is still pretty like, I don't know, it's pretty fucked up. You know, because I bought both of mine for pretty cheap. I have a coupe as well. And now it's like I have homies that are wanting to get into it. And they're like, yeah, I'm going to buy a 240. And I'm like, uh, bad idea. I'm like, Don't dude, do I'm like, here's Don't the thing. Here's the reality of you buying Stupid. a 240. Yeah. <laughs> like you could buy one right now, spend way too much. It's going to have a dual cam in it. It's and gonna make 140 horsepower. Yeah, gonna and like suck. you're going to you're going to get bored of it. And then you're going to have to spend minimum six grand to do any kind of swap in it, you know. So I really encourage new people to just buy a car that works like a Z yeah. or an E chassis. Like they're just too good. 
After talking to Scotty, I would say probably a Mustang also. Oh, yeah. Mustangs I, I had said he that did before. put it in a good way for the, like, if you're going to hit 20K anyways, you might as well have something with windows and AC. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's true. And S550. Like so the newer bodies, like, right? Because yeah. even yeah. 5.0s are like, or like Fox yeah. bodies are like getting pretty expensive too. Yeah. yeah. Like you can't find a good running Fox body for less than like seven grand. What? Well, yeah. You can probably find them, but the majority of them. Yeah. You yeah. don't know, dude. Our audience Cold is bitch. savage. So oh, yeah. They'll get mad. They're, They're like, like, no. I found one for sixty nine ninety nine. I'm like, dude, chill. I was just saying. Usually, you know. Yeah, yeah. I like foxes, though. I want one. Yeah. They grew on me. I wasn't a big fan for a long time, and I would see them drifting a couple of them here and there at the track, and I'm like, ah, they're kind of lame. But then, like, I don't know. They, you see them like done well and like a good fitment, good stance. Yeah. Like sometimes yeah. they'll have some kind of body kit or something, and I'm like, you're like, ah, I can right. fuck with that. Right, I can fuck with that. Cool, you know. Yeah. I just love '90s stuff, so like. You know, all my cars are 90s. Both my trucks are 90s. Like everything, I don't own anything newer than 95. I think so. Like, I just like the 90s stuff. Yeah. Like, Even I your like, tow rig, yeah, really. OBS Power Stroke 7.3. Okay, yeah, Ford. that'll, that'll yeah. never break though. Yeah, you're yeah. good there. It's definitely it's taken me to. It's done so much. I've towed two cars usually because like I'll usually have a teammate that if we're going to the same event, which we usually do. I'll like usually just tow two cars, borrow a two car trailer for some from someone or yeah. rent one. Oh, or I was gonna ask about that because yeah. I saw that on your Instagram. I, yeah. two, I bet that's kind of flexy pulling. It's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, the dude. The best was we pulled up to um we pulled up to Drift Week three with actually uh, I want to say it was Drift Week four when I towed two cars. Now I can't remember, but um pulling up with like two matching cars mm. on a trailer just is like. It's a subtle flex, but it's like, Fuck I, you. I, just like yeah, you know, I don't want to flex, but it, it feels cool. You yeah, know? It does feel cool. I'm sure. You feel but. a little bit more pressure from it. like, you got to drive. I will say, yeah, honestly. Cause like when the cars are ugly or just like not matching, like people aren't like, you don't get as much video or pictures and stuff. So you're, people don't really like, you know, but as soon as you like have matching cars or you have a livery on your car all of a sudden oh yeah you're just like yeah you know you just got a livery i'm sure you yeah. know and oh. it's all of a sudden you're just my like, car's oh, always had the shark thing on it so people have always taken pictures of it yeah. but like people will take pictures with cameras like that yeah. you know yeah yeah and real I, dude, I never post them i only post the <laughs> shitty ones <laughs> the potato photos yeah, the fucking ones that have like three whole pixels and it's yeah. me like drinking a beer while we're driving and stuff you yeah. know it's hilarious no nah, it's cool those are my oh, favorite yeah. Uh well the hatches we have a running joke on the podcast that hatches are the worst hatches best. so why you in think fact, so in fact there's a hashtag I don't know hatches best I think I it's like the only easier to work it's on really your joke it's not I don't, <laughs> yeah I easier like hatches. to work on or like better for racing because it's pretty much it's pretty solid science that the coupe is structurally stronger yeah so okay so I have I've had the hatch for six years almost i've had my coupe for about five but it's been a rolling shell for five years like i've just moved houses and just rolled it along to the uh, next you're house a real, you're like, a real 240 sx oh i'm a hoarder like <laughs> i won't ever sell it people always ask me i bought it for dirt cheap that's me i got like five of them people yeah. like sell me one i'm like fuck no, 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 no. i know what i got fuck no it's gonna yeah. sit in my yard for five years exactly fuck you. yeah i'd yeah, rather let it waste yeah yeah no. right let it rot but um so i haven't really drifted i haven't drifted my personal coupe i've drifted friends coupes and stuff so I can't really say for sure, like which one is better in drift or whatever as a drift car. But I mean, we know that the hatch is heavier, you know, it's got a heavier rear end. The hatch itself is like so heavy with the glass. So like, I'm sure that doesn't necessarily help. Um, but it's like, to me, it's like, dude, the wheelbase is the same structure. Like you said, is stronger on the coupe. But like, I have a cage in the car. It's got like the um, strut tower 
on the rear end, the brace across the strut tower. Yeah, yeah. And then it's got like a C pillar brace where like the back seat belts used to bolt up. So it's right. like, it's pretty structural. Um, but I don't know. I, I, the thing is when I was getting into S chassis, I was like, hatches are the ugliest thing I've ever seen. Like I didn't even like them at all. Like I was a kid and my cousin had gotten one when he turned 16, he was like four or five years older than me. And he's like, dude, check this thing out. And I went to his house. And I was like, this thing is so ugly, dude. What is this car? I didn't even know what it was, you know? And then it's funny because when I bought mine, he messaged me, he goes, you remember I used to have one of these when we were teenagers and you thought it was the ugliest thing? I was like, I do remember, dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> but Apologies. like, I actually was looking at coupes originally because I the coupes just looked cooler to me. But then it wasn't until I found a hatch that like fit my budget, made sense for what I wanted to do with it. So I bought the hatch and then it like, I still liked coupes more, but it started growing on me because I owned it, you know? And mm. like, but I will say this, it took years before I like visually really liked the car because like I did so many different body kits fenders whatever and I never really was in love with the look of the car but then this last like refresh when we did our whole team livery and painted the cars and matched them and all that and then I was like all right this is it like this is the vision that I've always had that I never yeah, could yeah, achieve yeah. and yeah. I finally did it and like now I'm so happy with the car that when I look at my coupe that's all just on jack stands and it's all stock body whatever and yeah. I'm just like Nah, the hatch is way cooler. Yeah. But like, I feel like once I build the coupe, I might, you know, maybe it'll sway my decision. There's a, so it's it's just a running joke. So I have both. Yeah. And when I first got into S chassis, I had I liked hatches, but I only could ever find coupes that were in my budget. Right. Like I had a SR coupe. Dude, it was, dude, for those of you out there that are like wondering how much of an S chassis loser I am, I had like a whole. I had the power. It had leather. Oh, dude, dude the fucking roof worked. It was <laughs> no, sick. It was sick, dude. Working. It was sick. You could throw beers out of it. It was sick. So <laughs> I had that, but I always wanted a hatch. Yeah. And now that I've gotten older, it's like now the hatch seems like uh, because I only, but I only do like race stuff. It's yeah. not like I'm building a street car. Yeah. yeah. So for the hatch, for me, it's like, wow, it's just like a necessary weight. So, yeah. so the first thing I do if I was to get a hatch is I'm Googling the fiberglass thing. Yeah. The inverted. That's $2,000. I'm yeah. like, ah, oh, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> Like, so that's the only where's reason. Where's the JP fiberglass one? Yeah, but I have one. I have one. I'm building, I'm actually building a hatch out of all the leftover guts from my current car. Really? Yeah, I, I didn't know that, you had a hatch. That's, that's the cool. first time I'm, I think that might be the first I time. I feel I'm like I would have known if you'd said you had a hatch. Yeah. I was going to build the rally car out of it, but I ended up having, oh, the, uh, I had yeah, that other coupe. Right. And the yeah. other coupe, I went over and looked at it, and it's fucking rough as a night in jail. So I'll maybe, <laughs> oh, maybe change no. that one into the rally car yeah. and leave the, the hatch as like a bash car. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So I like Derby car. Dude, that's funny. Actually, my teammate uh, Squints, he big E36 guy. All he owns is like different types of E36s. And uh, he had his old compact, his TI, and it kind of took a gnarly hit last summer and like tweaked the diff mounts and the subframe and everything. So he's like, okay, I'm just going to like chassis swap, you know? So he gets another TI, throws everything in it. Then he's got this old TI and it's like, it's still a working car. It's just, just like kind of kind of tweaked you know yeah. and so he's like i'm gonna do a rally build with it we're like no way yeah dude he bought like mud tires like 28 inch mud tires yeah. i, I gotta show you guys a picture guy. of it it is insane like it's it doesn't have a drivetrain in it yet but like we're gonna start making some youtube videos about it but it would just be so cool to see it's, dude, it, it looks i used gnarly. to work with a dude that had a an off-road z I really think z, yeah no way dude, like lifted you, and oh yeah lifted dude. it's from fat me you can buy 
Ford Raptor shocks. They sell them for cheap because one of the first things oh, people yeah. do is they put Bilsteins on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So they take these Raptor shocks. Uh, this is going to make the price go up. But they, you can get on eBay. You can buy like a set of four for like yeah. four or five hundred bucks. Yeah. And then I didn't even know this. The way that my fabricator guy says, you just cut a hole and put it where you want the car to ride, and then you weld a hoop and then attach it there that way. He's like, dude, if you did that, you'd have. 16 inches of travel and i was no like way. dude that's no like loading way. docks yeah, yeah yeah we could fucking send it <laughs> off the load. Oh, it'd be awesome dude be that's cool. all i want to do yeah and all the 240 it. people would cry you know oh, oh, yeah. how dare you it'd be awesome <laughs> I, I love that i love that that's well, awesome speaking of fabrication yeah. uh did you do your tube front so i didn't i had a buddy do it a few years ago after the front end had taken i mean let me preface this real quick don't tube the front of your car if you crash it one time like yeah, no. The, like, pull it out. Get make two it, or know. three good ones. Yeah, in. yeah. I waited till I had really messed it up, and then I was like, <laughs> "All right, time to cut it off." So then uh, my homie came over and um, he did it for me. And at the time, though, when we built it, I was still running uh, SR, or like I was KA first, and then I blew the KA, put another K in it, had that for a couple of years. Like I drifted a stock KA for like two and a half years, and I just put a four six diff in it, solid drive shaft, like made it as fast as it could possibly be with like a bone stock dual cam. Uh, and then eventually I was like, okay, now I'm ready for more power, you know, so bought the SR. And then, uh, so when he did the tube front, he made it, you know, kind of based around a four cylinder engine. Right. And then yeah. I decided to go Jay Z. So I ended up having to modify it, kind of extend it further forward and whatnot. And like, I'm like you, I can weld and I can glue two pieces of metal together. It's not going to look super pretty, you know, it's not going to look, <laughs> I've seen worse, for. you know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you know, I, uh, like, so I would weld some of that stuff on my own, but I have so many friends and even one of my teammates, uh, he has a whole fab thing called humble fab. So like I got so many fabricator friends that it's like, I don't have to learn how to do real fab. I can just do my own little stuff in the garage. And usually I can have friends help me do like bends and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like, cause yeah. I don't have a tube bender. I'm not that smart, so I don't even think I can calculate how to bend tube properly, so you know? See, that's my same problem. Is My problem is that I'll be like, ah, I can fucking do that. So yeah. then I'll do it, and then I'll have one of my fabricator friends come over, and he'll like, why wouldn't you just do it like this? And yeah. you're like, oh, dumbass. That makes so much more sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, like, yeah. Gotcha, you know? bitch. That's like, I hate that. That's I've made a fucking meme about that today. It makes me so, <laughs> makes me so mad. I'll come over and be like, why don't you just run it like this? And I was like... Yeah. Shut up, Travis. I hate you. Know? you. <laughs> Shut up, man. That's funny. Well, it's yeah. very clean. That's why I wanted it's to very, comment it looks on very it. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's really good. It's super simple, um, you know, but it, it just leaves a lot of... Uh, one thing that I do like about it a lot is, like, you could pop the hood and you can see all your front suspension because yeah. I don't have tubs. So, like... Me either. Dude, it's so nice. You pop the hood and you go, oh, tie rods are good, control arm looks good, nothing's bent. You know, you hit like get into a little wreck. You don't even have to jack the car up. Like, yeah, you just like... Look. I just, like, look straight down. I'm like, oh, everything looks good, you know? So, that's, like, a huge benefit. But then the thing that sucks about not having tubs with the tube front is, like, I spent hours like days like finger crippling wet sanding my engine bay like trying to do a really nice engine bay paint job my other teammate Derek, he's a he's a professional painter so he comes over to like spray it you know he's like, you better get that shit clean yeah so he was like you know, prep it well you know so i'm sitting there like wet sanding 400 for like till like 2 a.m and he's like not not that clean dude it's an engine bay you know so he like comes over he shoots it all it looks fucking beautiful dude and then the first drift event, because there's no tubs, you're just kicking rocks and shit into yeah. the engine bay the yeah. whole time from the front wheels. And it just like destroyed all the paint. And I was like, well, that was a huge waste of time. But oh. yeah, it still looks cool, you know. So I'm going to do, so mine is coming apart, I think tomorrow for some of it. I'm going to redo my turbo kit. Oh, nice. If you knew how my turbo kit was set set up, 
and how we how we rushed it like dude it was so rushed bro like, oh yeah dude so it's stock truck manifolds and like we just cut the the little ear off and yeah. welded a v-band okay. you know yeah okay Flipping well around. that's the new setup that we're doing the yeah. old setup is just the stock iron stuff Flip. and i had a 90 oh. and i needed the 90 to come down and go up but yeah. i couldn't get it to angle the right way and we were in such a time crunch that i literally <laughs> just jammed it in there and welded it up no way so that's why the car sounds like all turbos because it's fucking doesn't it doesn't flow well at all yeah so i'm redoing my turbo kit tomorrow on the old engine and then the next weekend i'm gonna pull the old motor out and put the new engine down in with there the and put it back together. yeah but i'm yeah, gonna yeah. design the turbo kit with the old setup in there nice anyways what, I, what was i talking about oh i know why because ah, when, when i pull your yeah when bay? i pull the engine yeah. out i'm gonna paint the engine bay nice but i'm not gonna do it like that i'm just gonna like get like some one of those turbo cans i'm gonna mm. sand it down like dude eh. those turbo cans are the shit yeah but be, uh, but i was scared of that yeah but i had never met anybody that had said the same thing and then yeah. i was like if i'm gonna just be t- like my wheel's gonna be cocked because i'm putting fdf on it so yeah. if the wheel's gonna be cocked throwing rocks up in the fucking hood and shit yeah. i'm like what's the point of like <laughs> you know really painting this thing really all nice. up and yeah. i was yeah. like no nah, just hit it with some paint and then Dude. you know clear it It'll and then fine. it's like you'll just bring another can with you yeah you just touch yeah, it yeah. at the track what are you doing <laughs> nothing you know? get away from my car yeah i've heard the steal it stuff is the jam though i've never used steal it steal it steal it you ever heard of that jimmy oaks is like big on it he's always like i have heard him talk about that cages that two fronts like oh yes it's like a can yeah for welding but it's like got it's the guinness nitrogen tab thing and you shake it up and so. hit it yeah but it's like you could paint it over it seems like you don't have to do much prep you could just freaking spray it over anything and it like just works oh it's kind of like bulldog basically like just adhesive oh, the like, motor yeah but it's in it's like paint in the can it's like a steel colored paint in a oh. rattle can but well, like it's just clear require... it's like really tacky oh, clear. Yeah, yeah. you spray it on like uh like emblems and stuff oh, to make okay. that shit stick better because yeah, even yeah. sanding doesn't help mm, that but makes sense yeah yeah no i don't know like what? it's so I'm, I have a question. Yeah. So what does a Jay Z swap cost? Run through, not you don't have, like I don't know if you have no. a built rotating assembly like none of no, that. No. Just a just a so a runner. I it's a full stock one J. Like I bought from an importer one J Z VVTI single turbo came out of a. It's actually a JZS one seventy one. It came out of a Crown. Okay, and uh, it was Auto Trans. I bought it with like probably it has a hundred thousand mile kilometer sticker on it so like i don't know if you guys knew but like i guess in japan after a certain amount of kilometers like it's super expensive to keep re-registering that car so then that's why they just pull the engines and just part the cars out sell them yeah, or whatever right emissions and yeah like emission stuff so the engine's like relatively you know lower mileage probably and it came with an automatic trans like it was in a taxi in japan yeah, it wasn't, you, know? <laughs> you know yeah so it was serviced it wasn't beat on exactly so i was like and then you guys know jdm magic you can't split the engine mm-hmm. don't let it out so i was like i'm not touching this thing like i'm taking it fully stock and then the only things i did which i made some videos on were like simplifying it a little bit so i deleted some of like the fuel dampeners and like um yeah. what else did i do yeah pretty much just like cleaned up the the intake side and just pulled all the, like random fuel stuff off that like you don't really need you know because i was running an aftermarket pressure regulator how much did it cost to get the engine and trans imported so the engine i bought from a local importer and it was he wanted 3200 for the engine with the auto trans that's not that's that's not, that's not crazy so 3200 but mind you one year before my other teammate derek went to the same importer so right before bucks. 1500 bucks and then uh. not only was it 1500 it came with like a broken TPS. It was missing the math. It was missing the in- intake elbow. 
And the guy at the importer was like, oh, I'll just give you like a couple hundred bucks off type of thing. So then he ended up getting it for like 1200 bucks or something, you know, scratching it. Yeah. And so then, and then my other teammate that did it a year or two before that, he got his for like 1100 bucks or something. So for me, like seeing that yeah, price so tag you of 32, had, yeah. you got, do you know what they're, what they cost now? If you were to I import mean, them now, I think there's like over four, you know, damn. Yeah. Like, and, and I mean, dude, that's, that's not a drastic change really. I mean, I don't know. For if he's Jay-Z? talking about three years ago, somebody got one for $1,000 or $1,100. I mean, true. And before my time of even knowing what drifting is, like the friends that I have now that have been in it a while, they're like, oh, dude, when I got into this in 2010, Jay- people were throwing Jay-Z's away for $500. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. no one yeah. even knew. But at the same time, it's like I could see why because... 20 or 15 years ago like there wasn't mount kits and all this like stuff that helps you yeah, know yeah, how to do yeah, the swap yeah. you know like my swap to was, make everything yeah it was pretty straightforward like so i bought um drift hq like i bought probably most of my stuff from drift hq for it which was like pmc adapter plate uh pmc clutch with a sash like clutch setup and whatever and then like the shifters from drift hq um some chase based stuff for like the fueling system so but pretty much like engine was three grand and then all the swap kit stuff probably cost me like another three to four grand. And then it's like the stuff that you don't think about, like once you're kind of getting it together, you're like, oh, I need oh, fuel yeah. lines and I need this. I call those Nicky need... Neckies. Yeah, dude. And that stuff <laughs> added up. So like all said and done, I probably spent to get the car like running on a stock ECU, stock turbo. Like I, I did the wiring with a friend of mine um, with the stock ECU. We just like spliced it all together with my switch panel that I had. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't even have a fancy switch panel. It was like, just literally my fuel pumps on a switch, my batteries on a switch and my ignitions on a switch. Like that's it. You know, it's not yeah, like an yeah, arc yeah. panel or anything fancy. And we just spliced all the right wires in and also wired up an OBD2 that I cut off of a Toyota Camry so that I could like actually check engine codes and stuff on it. And uh, is that still on there? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's cool. That's, yeah. cool. <laughs> that's and, very uh, cool. And then I don't have that. Yeah. And pretty much like Same. all said and done is probably like eight grand got the car running and then just like little odds and ends after that. Like you don't think about, oh, I got to get an exhaust done. Or I got to get intercooler piping and stuff and you know just that type of stuff but hundred dollar you to death yeah and it's got a bmw uh, zf5 trans out of an m3 and then so with that like then i did um i spent another few hundred dollars like this was stuff that i didn't even plan on doing but like once you're kind of doing the swap and you start reading more stuff and you're like oh bmw zf trans is they're pretty good but oh wait if the detents are bad and the springs are old then your shifter is going to lean and you're going to miss fifth or whatever. So, you know, and I was like, all right, well, while the trans is out, I might as well do this. Spent like $100 on the, you know? yeah. yeah. So like <laughs> bought the tool to do it. Watched an FCP Euro video of how to do it. Sat 10 hours in my garage, hating myself. Didn't even film it because it was so, it was a terrible job. If you have to change the detents on your ZF, just don't. Because it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> or, or hit me up and I'll charge you an enormous amount of money because it sucks. But I think by the end of it, I probably had like almost 10 into it. The trouble with it though is like, I don't know. I look at like an LS, you blow your LS, you have a lot of options of blocks and heads you could go get, right? Like you blow Jay Z in my garage, in your garage, right? <laughs> you blow a Jay Z, like go you don't have a lot of ditch. options, honestly. You know? And dude, so a lot of people don't know this. I love Jay Z's. They sound so oh, cool. Yeah. I yeah. have like a running joke where everyone's like, supers are cool looking. I was like, yeah, nothing looks as good as the Super Sound. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. it's just true. Like for sure, Jay Z's just dude. I've yeah. you know, I could go on for days. Jay Z sound awesome. Yeah, the reason I didn't go with the Jay Z is one, the very first time that I looked into doing a swap on my car because it was originally going to be a street car. 
I went to Titan Motorsports. Oh, yeah? Okay, I couldn't find a single, not a one item that wasn't at least $100. And I was like, that's impossible, dude. <laughs> you know, that's impossible. So I was like, damn, I bet they're really expensive. So then I went and looked into swap kits. Swap kits were really expensive. Then I looked into what trans, and I don't know if you know this, but I fucking hate BMW. So I was yeah. like, I'm not running a fucking get rag. So yeah, I was yeah. like, all right. <laughs> LS. We'll just do an LS. Yeah. And then I looked into that and I got it all done with no shit in my garage for about $7,500. Now, this okay. was two or three years ago. It's probably gone up by now. Yeah. But the thing is, is that with LS engines is that the sooner you jump in, the cheaper your next swap will yeah. be. I have enough mm. shit where now I can just build a whole other car. I've got for sure. oil pans and fucking cut up subframes and all kinds of shit. You well, know, like, the thing about LS too is like, you blow something, you can literally walk into an auto zone and walk out with a head. It's yeah. like, you know, yeah. but like, dude, yeah. I can't even walk into an auto zone and find like, I don't know, injectors, you know, yeah. like they're, mm -hmm. they're, they're not, they don't have anything that runs a one J injector in America, you know? So it's just like, yeah. that's the trade off for going like JDM and like, it's just it's a tough trade-off for sure because it's like, I would love the, I'm a big, like, I just want seat time, you know, like yeah. I, I did the Jay-Z because it had proven watching my two teammates like beat the crap out of theirs for a couple of years. And like, yeah. it was proven. So I was like, and not the LSs aren't proven, but you know, I kind of just, I don't know. I just really wanted the You sound, went with you what know? you knew I, from yeah. your surroundings. Yeah. And that yeah. was the thing, like two of my teammates had done the swap. So I they knew what I needed, you know? Yeah. I yeah. didn't have to like do all the legwork. So I was just kind of like, okay, I know what you did for this. I know what you did for this. And like piece it's mine like together. It's like the complete opposite of the cosmic thing. Yeah, it's like I that's was, a team of LSs LS and a team of Jay-Z. So like, I, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you just kind of get adopted the coolest into thing what is you're if surrounded you a, with. You have a group chat and then you're yeah. like, oh fuck, I broke... I don't even know whatever yeah. whatever broken JDM stuff is. And you know, I broke this, and one of them's like, I think I got one of those. Exactly. Dude, <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I've swapped coilovers for yeah. intakes and fucking <laughs> nice. TPS yeah, sensors yeah, yeah, and all yeah. kinds of shit. You know, like, yeah, but we yeah. always show up. We're right. always there. Right, you know, right. so that's the reason that we went with that setup. Yeah. No, it just it makes sense. Like, yeah, if you have, like you said, if you're surrounded by it, it just makes more sense because it's going to be easier to do your build. It's going to be easier to maintain your build. Like when you break stuff at random. Like, I mean, dude. You think about like four of us show up to a drift event. We all have bins of spare parts and they're all interchangeable between all four right. engines. It's like yeah, same you can't us. get that lucky. Like, you know, if you're just so it's it's kind of nice. Like our homie, my, the other one of our other teammates, he the last one to get his Jay-Z. We traded his S14 with a VH45 swap in it, like out of an Infinity Q45. Yeah, really? So it's a 4.5 liter V8. That thing like, the That's OK, wild. my Jay-Z is like sub 300 horsepower. Stock Jay-Z makes like. 280 tops like with the i have the um future fab downpipe yeah, yeah which like i don't know if you guys know but if you look those up they're discontinued and they have them on their website marked at thirty thousand dollars holy it's shit. and i was like what and then it made they were like oh they're discontinuing them but instead of pulling it off the website they just put the price like outrageous yeah and uh, so now I'm like, hey, my downpipe's worth 30 grand, bro. Some billionaire comes in there and at, like, buys five of them. Yeah. What are you going to do now? But like that downpipe's supposed to add like roughly 20 to 26 horsepower, wheel horsepower when you throw it on. Because the stock downpipe for the Jay-Z is like pretty constricting. They're mm -hmm. separated, right? Yeah, it's like an elbow and then like a downpipe. But yeah. this is like all one piece, you know. I, I remember I had an SR. We changed that piece on mine and it made, oh, yeah. a, it made a bunch difference. of difference. Same I was thing. like, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. You know, I didn't even turn it up. You <laughs> yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Next day I'm like drilling holes in my wastegate line. I was like, what else? <laughs> just turn this up a little bit well uh speaking of the team um what made y'all kind of go the like final bout style route because I, I love it but i, I know he, you're not i like really. it i like their cars well no i know that i'm i'm just saying you that probably would never be your approach 
to like get your car to be in final bout yeah like yeah i don't know i'm just dude i'm not i'm not i'm not like i'm just like a party yeah i just like to party i just like to go out and spin wheels and fucking hang out with my buddies i don't know dude i feel like for me coming from the stance scene like i know you've said it before like rolling car show thing like that was a huge part of drifting for me was that stylish cars doing motorsports because like like I would go to car shows and stuff when I was in the stance game or whatever. And like, you know, you just stand around for eight hours, like looking at other people's cars and people just looking at your car and stuff. And then at some point I was just like, man, like, I want to do do something with the car. You know, I love how it looks, but like, I just want to do something with it. So then I don't know, like the 240, like I said, it took the first four years. It was always really ugly, multiple colors. Like I painted it a couple times, but anytime something breaks, you put on another fender, you don't, you paint it black. Like I painted the whole car purple and then I was like, broke a fender, busted a door, black, black door, black fender, black trunk. Black, just it's patch just, it up. Just black. He fucking bashed his car up and Casey hooked a come along to it and just fucking pulled it out. It's like, dude, yeah, 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 yeah like, it's hilarious. Ready to go. Don't so. you have a fender for it? Yeah, I've got two new fenders sitting in the, in the other room. Yeah, yeah, just running the old ones. So I don't know. It was kind of like, I just like the really stylish look of drift cars, but don't get me wrong. I'm all about driving as hard as you fucking can. Like, I don't care about crashing my car. I've crashed it many times. Every time we drive, we inevitably crash yeah. with each other. But it's like, that's what happens when you want to drive hard and you want to yeah. drive close. And like, you know, um, and so like, it was kind of one of those things where we just all, me and my homies that decided to make the team, really what it was is we went to this, uh, there's an event every June in Oregon, in Medford. Um, and it's called Bash the Future. And it's like just their biggest event at this go-kart track. And uh, so the first year that I was going to that, uh, first of all, changed my life. If you've only driven skid pads, go drive a kart track because like skid pads are really good. um, But like you drive a track where you have a layout and a road that you have to follow. It really teaches you about line and it -hmm. teaches you the right line versus the wrong line. Whereas like skid pads can be hard to determine that because you're looking at just cones or lines on the ground or like there's so much empty space you kind of don't know a lot of room for error exactly yeah Yeah. but when you're on a go-kart track or a road course or whatever don't miss yeah if you miss you're going off or like you know especially somewhere like mid pond you go off yeah god you're spending a whole day cleaning your car i wanted to go to mid pond really bad and then i went and hung out with eric moen before he came on the podcast and dude he said that he did most of the day and then when i went there he had taken the car all the way apart to wash it yeah he's like that like he's like the type he'll take the he'll take the subframe down to like wash you know he's like oh my god you know i don't know the subframe is out but it was all the way apart and so i was like there and i was looking i got up underneath the car and a big clump of dirt hit me in the head and i was like (laughs) i don't know if i need to go there i can drive that on a seto you know dang no it's sorry i just no no you're good that's like how medford is like uh you go off and you're if it's a rainy weekend because it's oregon you know so definitely get some rain if it's a rainy weekend you're getting mud in places you didn't know mud could go in your car you know what i mean like you get mud i get mud inside my car just it's a race car no carpets got a cage you know so there's like holes in the firewall or whatever you know yeah, yeah, yeah i'll have mud like at my feet and i'm just like i don't even know where that came from dude like i'm in there with a hose just hosing the inside of the car out like you know but uh awesome. so we went to this event and you know we like my friends had been going for a couple years but this one year when we went i, I want to say it was like 2018 or 2019 um they do team tandem competition and so we had actually all painted our cars the same color it was like a green and it was mostly literally started because we were like all four of us wanted to refresh our cars and we're just friends we didn't even think about a team we were just like 
you guys want to save some money and paint our cars the same color because we could just <laughs> share a gallon of paint for two cars, you know? So we literally just bought two gallons of this but green. We really did. And then literally <laughs> just me and Nick did, or painted, uh, yeah. Chris did. Yeah. It's like, it made sense. You know, we're all broke. We're like, okay, we could save money, paint them all the same color. We paint them all, we go to this event, and then they do team tandem comp. So we're like, well, let's sign up for the team tandem comp, you know? And we sign up. And we didn't have a team name or anything like and so we just randomly decided like last second like we just had to get a name on the board and we're like drifting man heroes boom we just put it down and it just like stuck and then so that was kind of it we we had these green cars we did that event we did terrible we like didn't even qualify like i'm pretty sure they had me leading because i had a ka car and the rest of them had faster cars so they were like you lead you know and then i was just like only a year into drifting and i just sucked and like you know so it was like yeah. a bad bad like whole scenario was bad and then the next year um is when we were like okay let's like make the cars nice and like really redo them mm. do the livery and all that and uh that kind of led to just like i don't know people were just excited about the cars looking a certain way you know having yeah. the matching thing going on and so that just pushed us to be like you know what like we could be pretty influential um and like we all are passionate about drifting in that like we just want to drive. We just want to like have fun with, with each other, yeah. with other people, whatever. Like it's all about the driving at the end of the day. And, um, people would come up to us and just like ask questions about the cars, ask us about just whatever, you know? And it was kind of like this, you're cool already thing doing where, it. Might as well. Yeah. So it was kind of this cool thing where we were like sharing our version of drifting with people and just like how passionate we are about it. And it kind of just stuck with us. Cause we're like, dude, people, People like it, you know, people and like, like that stuff. People yeah, like, like camaraderie. It. Exactly. And so then we started getting like invited <laughs> to certain events and like um, we went and did like a exhibition event at this drag race. It was a NHRA drag race in, at Redding's drag strip in NorCal. And they invited us out to do like basically sideshows during like in a designated area. But they were like, hey, when a drag car blows up or if there's like wait times between heats or whatever, like. You guys come out, put on a show for the crowd. And we're like, hell yeah. So we just Seriously, came out. no rules? No just rules, dude. Just like a 200 square foot box, pretty small for four cars, three cars. Yeah. And I, I mean, I ate the wall pretty good one time. And, uh, <laughs> but like, you know, it was just cool, like having the crowd be so pumped. And like, dude, I'm getting off track just not lifting off limiter. My car's just shooting the biggest flames. And I just don't even care. And I'm just like, the crowd loves it, man. I'm a people pleaser. Like, yeah, yeah. it was just cool. Like, so that vibe, I'm just like, having people just be so pumped about it, like just inspires me to like, want that's to the moment. That's it. Dude. I like, search for interesting. That's what it's for. I don't know. It's, it's hard to explain, but it's, it's a good, it's a good feeling. Like you just know that people like your yeah. car and they like what you're doing and it inspires them to want to get into it too, you know? And like people hit us up all the time. Like, Oh dude, how can I get into this? Like, or I want to ride in the car, you mm -hmm. know, or whatever. And it's like, that's the first bug. Like that's the, that's the bite that like, you know, can get people into it. And for me, it's like, I love drifting so much. Like I want to spread drifting. I don't want it to die. I don't want it yeah. to go away. And like, we're at a pinnacle moment where it's like, we're you, working on you it. would be surprised, dude. A lot of the big guys don't, they don't want more people. See? They want less people. It's selfish. I agree. It's selfish. I completely agree. Yeah. It's the fucking thing, childish and the, gatekeepy and fucking yeah, exactly. a lot of them will say it on yeah. media. Yeah, like we don't want they, more they people. Want more, no, they'll say that they want more, but, well, yeah, no, but sure behind closed doors. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. It's like if I want to continue drifting, then it has to continue growing. You right. know, it's it can't continue if it's going downhill. So like oh, yeah. only way to keep it going is to like one, what you guys are doing, which is helping new people like understand that they can get into it for 
a lot less than they think, you know, yeah. or like simpler ways to do it yeah, or whatever. Yeah, you talk to these pros and they're like, oh, you better have 20 grand. Like, you don't yeah. need $20,000 yeah. to get into drifting. I'm like, dude, I bought my S-Shot. Sorry, time. I'm going to time this myself a little You're bit. You're going to carbon date yourself yeah, right yeah. now. <laughs> Six years ago, I bought it for three grand or like 2,500 bucks or whatever, but it was a drift ready, you know, yeah, no ready angle, to rock and roll. but it was like, mm-hmm. had bushings done. It had a hydro in it which i didn't really need at the time the but basics, like yeah. you know it had the basics it could drift i took it to an event the next week like i bought the car drove it home took it to an event the next week which is exactly what i bought it for i was like yeah. i want to just get in a car and go drift yeah. it you know and like people are like finding the wrong routes where they're like i'm gonna buy a stock e46 strip it to nothing do this insane build that takes me years and by the time i'm done i'm not even gonna drive the car because i'm broke or i don't even care about drifting anymore and right. it's like I'm trying to avoid having people do that. I want them to get into it with seat time yeah, cars and basic right. cars that like just get them out there driving. That's, you know? that's where the end of the question at the end of the podcast is an organic question. Like yeah. we, I mean, we obviously wanted to grow drifting. That's why we started. But yeah. the end is like we had gone on some big, you know. I think a good example of that is Colette. Dude, because she spent like what four or five years building all these insane rotary cars yeah. for companies. And then as soon as she met Adam, she had a Z and she was ripping dude yeah. and she yeah dude, she got good all fast. she needed was the scent the seat time exactly yeah people get too wrapped up in the build dude. which is like i don't you know the build is fun you know like and i learned so much dude i didn't know how to turn a wrench before i bought the 240 like i you know i i did i'd supercharged my s2000 on my own with like you know a buddy or something and that that was already pretty overwhelming but like Buying the 240 literally made me a mechanic, oh, a mech neck, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I like you that. Know? Yeah. Mechanic and so, me adjustable hammer. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, if you're getting into cars, I feel like drifting is one of the best because it teaches you more than just like, you know, it teaches you so much because you have to learn, unless you're, unless you got money to pay people to work on your car, you got to learn how to work yeah, on your gotta car. Yeah, you got to know what you're doing. So yeah. It just comes with, with the territory. All right, I got one. All right. What's the deal with the real wheels? Do all y'all run real wheels? Nah. No, no. It's just uh, you. You're the only not, flex it's, boy. It's not just me. Um, a couple of the of the boys run real wheels too. But it's for me. I'm like a budget guy still. So like, I only bought these wheels because I got really good deals on them. So like, I, felt, yeah. I have. But dude, dude, hold on. Let me just count real quick. 1525. I got like four grand into three piece wheels, which sounds like a lot, but it's like, dude, that's not a lot at all. How many? Grand, uh, How many? I got a full set of um, SSR Balkans. I have all SSRs. Full set of SSR Balkans, and then a pair of SSR Gartmeyers, and then a pair of Minervas. So I have eight. Yeah. Yeah. And for like for eight wheels, for four, four grand, grand in, you know, and they were all built bad. specs. Like I didn't have to rebuild any of them. Well, okay, the Gartmeyers actually I had built. They were my mm-hmm. first set of three piece wheels. And uh, shout out JP Wheel Supplies. Um, check him out. He builds wheels, and he built my first set the most beautiful like pair of wheels I've ever seen. He like refit. Dude, he sent me pictures of the faces from Japan because he buys them, you know, from yeah. auction and he'll refinish them and he'll build them and whatever. He's just like a solo little three-piece That's wheel sick. company and um, based out of Texas. And he sends me the faces and they're like hammered. The lips and barrels, hammered. And, but the, like, you know, it was like a couple hundred bucks for the faces or whatever. So he's like, dude, I can refinish them for you. I'll like put new lips and barrels, blah, blah. So like, you know, it still came out to over, you know, over a grand for a pair but they were like brand new wheels basically you know and then uh sure enough i already fucking 
yeah. <clears throat> hit him on other cars or whatever. So it's kind of it hurts. I bent my Minervas, you know, <sighs> like within the first. No. I put them on right before Drift Week Four, and I bent them like six months later. But so. you're but, uh, but okay. But your take on wheels is not like if you run rep wheels, yeah. you're opposed. Yeah, What's yeah. your argument okay. for people that okay. are like, why the fuck would you even run those? So here's the thing: I ran rep wheels more. for forever because they're cheap they still do the job they're round right they spin like yeah. so for me it was like i'm gonna put whatever wheels i can kind of afford and whatever yeah. fits good like so i had a pair of workmeister reps but they were like 18 10 plus 12 like perfect yeah. specs for running yeah. big you know wheels in the back or whatever and they're like 200 bucks i'm like i'm not gonna pass up a pair of great specs that i can fit 265s on they were black but i put a gold vinyl strip on the spoke so it popped a little bit Ooh, gold i never thought about that yeah and whack. then um <laughs> you say whack i'm a half price hot boy <laughs> so yeah i uh i don't have anything against rep wheels like i still own some rep wheels but yeah. i feel like i'm at a point now though where i've had too many real wheels and the car's You're too far on. gone yeah so i can't really put the car back on reps but i have nothing against them like i don't care if someone's on rep wheels you know it's just now that i've already had a few sets of real wheels and or like three-piece wheels especially like I don't know. I'm still in that phase. I don't want to. Really Do you notice a performance yet. advantage at all? Disadvantage. 100%. Dis- oh, they're heavy. They're as heavy fuck. as yeah. hell, dude. My rears are like 18 by 11. Taylor Ray is specified on that, like pretty in depth when he got those heritage wheels. Yeah. He's got a whole video talking about mm-hmm. how shitty it was for yeah. the steering. I don't know. Like I said, if you run rep wheels, there's no hate. Like just run whatever wheels are going to get you on track. Like that's what it really comes down to is like if you're going to get seat time, that's what's important, you know. But yeah, it's like on my fifth year of building this, rebuilding this car and doing all this other shit to it and like being in drifting, I finally bought a pair of real wheels and they were three piece. Cause it's like, I never got to enjoy that era of like having Still three piece wheels. Dude, like, <laughs> and that's the thing, like until you do it, like it's just going to bug you that you don't yeah. have it yet, you know? And it was kind of like that for me. I just wanted three piece wheels on the car, you know, they don't perform as good, but it's like, dude, I'll, I'll go back and I'm watching like um animal style videos from like you know 10 years ago or whatever and like when i first got into drifting that's what i would just leave on youtube is animal animals. style videos and final bout videos yep. just the cinematic ones yeah yeah and like like my whole team like most of our our group of friends from norcal like we all kind of started with watching animal style because they're from norcal so like it was just like there are like hometown heroes for us where like these guys yeah. shred they have style the cars are sick like there's no reason not to look up to those guys you know and you watch those videos, like the parking lot video, you know, of uh, Julian and Ryan. And it's yep. like, they're on, I mean, like, I, I think at some point they were running like 19s, you know, three piece. And it's they're just tucked. Like my car's <laughs> fitment is not, my, I have functional fitment with three piece wheels. I got wheel gap in the front. I'm not tucking fucking rim in the yeah, back. Yeah. Like it's very functional, but like they were at a level where I was like, dude, I know, the, I know the car drives like shit like that, but it looks hot. Like, you yeah, know, yeah, and yeah. That, like I was into that. Like it just didn't <laughs> they matter. enter. It's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude. But it's like, I don't know. It's just a vibe. I just like good vibes of drifting. I like good looking cars. I like, you know, the style. I, I hate watching someone go down a run up and just fucking pull their e-brake and turn their wheel. And I'm like, dude, like have some style. Like, you gotta what? drive a style. You do that. <laughs> but that's how you enter. I've also seen the throw You do it on the, the reverse layout, too. Oh, yeah. You're talking about not Manjian? Is that what you mean? I'm yeah, not a Manjian, you do the faint. faint. You, gotta you faint. do the faint flick, and then you enter. Yeah, you have to faint. It's uh, It adds style, and it adds dude, speed. Dude, at, at Beach Bend, as soon as I'm off the line, I'm, I flick it to the left like I'm going to the center, yeah. and I'll Manji that whole straight until I hit the sweeper and then go around. 
See, that's I'm not a big like Manji the straight either because well, it's, you don't it's build only speed. one. It's it's all dude, yeah. You're scrubbing. You're scrubbing. Yeah. So, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna get some hate for this probably, but okay. If you go down the straightaway, haul an ass because your car hauls ass. I'm sure. Yeah. And then you just yank the e brake. You're scrubbing a shit ton of speed, right? Mm. Like, there's no faster way to slow the car down than angle and e brake, right? So it's like you're going in really fast, but then you're slowing down a lot yeah. when you get to the corner. When you manji all the way to the sweeper, manjis, it's not like manjis are like um, easy. Like it's hard to keep a manji like consistent down a straightaway. So it's like it's not, I'm not saying it's like unskillful to manji the straight, but you're not building speed down the straight. You're just staying in a consistent manji down the straight. And then you get to the sweeper and you hit the sweeper. And then you add angle. Mine was just one extra then, flick. It's not like I'm actually manji. Yeah, if it's you're just, just flick, like one flick, flick one flick back and you're entering, like that's, that's the proper way. Yeah. Like, I don't know. And But it's also like... I got into drifting watching my friends who got into drifting watching animal style and Japanese drifting and Naoki and like all this stuff. So it's like you kind of you're a product of your environment, you know. Yeah. And so like I see and like I watched some of that stuff. But the reason like what he's talking about where I'll pull the brake is because like and like I'm not talking smack. All right. All right. Fuck it. I am talking a little smack. All right. Listen, Here we go. you. You could leave in second, and by the time you got to fourth, you might be going 60, okay? I can, like, roll on in first, and by the time I hit third, I'm running 90. So, yeah. like, I'll fucking crack the e-brake, <laughs> but that's just to upset the car. Yeah. So I need to scrub off speed because we're at fucking Clarksville. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, we're not at You're running out of space. Yeah, 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 Clarksville. yeah dude. Yeah. Yeah. Then, like, when you come down the hill, the reason that I do it down the hill is because I went to, I think it was, like, my second event ever. And there was a kid that tried to do that. He tried to fucking, I call it hot boy entering. I know it's yeah. called Fane or whatever, but, yeah. he, you know, he tried to fucking really get real saucy with it. And he yeah. fucked, dude, he drove from Memphis. Damn. He drove from Memphis, bro. That boy was about it and he crashed it. Uh, and I was, so now I'm like, you know, I just, it's not necessary. And then the other part of that probably is that most of the time I'm on some sort of a refresh. Every time yeah. I take the car out, I'm like, damn, it did this and I need to fix that. Yeah, you're I'm like not testing kind of. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's always shakedown shit, you know? So like the last event, I drove like probably six laps and I was like, all right, fuck it. If it's going to blow up, it's going to blow up. So <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I said it. Yeah, DJ I to turn the fuel pump yeah. up, turn the boost up. And I was like, all right, if it's going to blow up, it's going to do it. So, like I got so then six I, more of these at home. <laughs> yeah, three. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> I just, I don't know. I guess, yeah, for me, it's like, I, I just learned by driving behind people you know, like you learned a line by kind of just following the people that are doing it, you know, right or the way that you want to do it. And so I just like product of environment just started doing feints, you know, yeah. and it was kind of like, I don't know. It's it's just like it's fun and it's like it's a stylish way to enter or whatever. And like I just I like driving with angle. I like driving with just I don't know, flash like it mm -hmm. just it's just part of like that whole like, you know, um, so, OK, car so show, like, I have I have I have one more. You want to take a break real quick? I do yeah. want to take a break. I'm about to piss. But if I don't ask this question, I'm going to forget. <laughs> OK, so, you know, like all the fucking savages that used to jump at Abisu. You know yeah, what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. OK, yeah, so. OK, so would you do you like that style of driving? Because that's not style driving. That's like fucking send it style. Yeah, yeah. Do you I like mean, that or the style? I know that they I know that you like both. But if you had yeah. to like go watch a video, which one would you like, rather watch? Um. Probably okay, style. if it's if it's style, but they're still banging doors, then it's that, you know. But yeah. if it's like like okay, I will say final bout, cool as hell. Like I would love to drive final bout one day. We've never driven it, but like you will watch final bout videos and you see dudes with really fucking awesome, cool, clean mm -hmm. cars, and they're driving stylish, but like they only do solo laps because they're yeah. not trying to get close to another yeah. car yeah. and ruin their car, which I get, I respect it, whatever. But if I had to pick, it's 
stylish cars, stylish driving, and fucking running into your friends. Like, you yeah. know, like just touch the, your friends' cars with your car. Like, you know, get close. Like, yeah. don't be afraid to fuck up the car, you know? And like, yeah. it's like it inevitably happens, dude. You're going to, even if you're not trying to be stylish, you, someone's going to fuck up. You're going to go off. Like, something's going to break. It's like, if I'm going to break it, I'm going to do it looking good, you know? Yeah. Like, gonna, <laughs> that's all um, I was going to ask is because I feel like that's more yeah. like my thing. Like, I yeah. would love, to, that's why every time I come down the hill, I, go, I don't go to the outside. I go to the inside so I can hit that bump. Just yeah. a dude it's fucking it feels savage bit. bro yeah. it feels savage like it's like yeah. this fucking machine that's supposed to do the thing and then i'm just like Whoa, bam! Yeah. You know, it yeah. fucking slams the whole car the passenger's <laughs> like what the fuck you know dude, so, i'm like oh this is awesome you know? yeah like there's a uh, the track that we drive in medford they added a nico drop fuck on the yeah. bottom yeah. of like, awesome. one of the corners dude and like you huck it into this corner and you're just like you're backwards and then you dip a wheel in and you just feel the front lift up as you're like hitting the rest of it and it's just such a cool feeling of having like and you'll see pictures of the car do you still have control can't like see are you, where you're are going you, you're just you, looking up you have control but you can definitely tell that it's, that it's light in the it's, front yeah like oh. the wheel will pick up and it's concrete so you're going from asphalt to concrete Ooh, so you yeah. hear, oh, so you get grip Probably. You get, it's, or is it, is it's it less not? grip it's kind of less grip oh. well i don't to me it feels like less grip because it feels like the wheels start spinning faster but i've heard people say concrete's grippier so i'm not really i've always sure. thought concrete was less grippier uh, it feels I less grippy. Yeah. and like you can more. hear the tires screeching kind of yeah. so it's like yeah. it's kind of cool because you'll throw it into the bottom of the it's called the roller coaster at this track throw it in the bottom of the roller coaster and you just hear the changeover of asphalt <laughs> to concrete and you're like oh i'm deep enough you know oh, it's like awesome. it's pretty cool yeah very cool yeah. oh yeah all right let's take a break yeah uh okay what what was it that you wanted to um drift week drift week i've done two yeah. drift weeks probably a good thing to talk about so what is that like give us the behind the scenes like what's the actual details that because everyone i feel like over glorifies yeah. it on youtube so one thing i will say about drift week is um i've recent i, I want to say i heard you guys talking about it about people like trailering their cars now or yeah, like some I, people trailering I, cars. That. Yeah. I wouldn't i wouldn't probably Which, drive my car well the thing is like when so when drift week three got announced uh so i'm in norcal and drift week three got announced in the pacific northwest so one of the tracks was the home track that i drive which um i call it my home track but it's six hours away but it's like such a good tra it's it's drift nirvana dude so okay. it's like yeah. it's my home track because we'll go there multiple times a year you know and uh it's a cart track but it's just so much fun and uh so that was one of them and then park was another track which like I've always wanted to drive park and like you just see, you know, where Chelsea, Fuck when he man. lived in Oregon still or whatever, like that was his track where he did all the school of drift and whatever. Right. Park is like another really sick track. And then villain Sportsland, um, which is a mirrored Mahon layout. Yeah. So like, and they have this gnarly wall and like people total their cars all the time. So I was like, definitely want to drive Fuck this track. Yeah. And then it was evergreen. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, dude, I saw a couple cars get straight written off when we were there, but so I was like, okay, four tracks, one I've driven, three I've always wanted to drive. Like, so I was mm -hmm. like, okay, I'm gonna try to sign up for Drift Week Three. And at the time, uh, when I talked to Aaron on the phone, you know, he's like, you got to drive your car. Like, there's no trailering. You can trailer to the first meetup point, which was Portland, and we met up at um, Y Plate Imports. Yeah. And uh, so we trailered there, and then from there we like left our trucks and trailers. You know, if they helped you kind of find places to leave them, or like um, I ended up getting to keep my truck and trailer at Y plate for the whole two weeks that we were on the road. Um, but yeah, you had to drive the car. There was no trailering it. Like the only time your car's on a trailer is if it was literally so badly broken that you were just like, I'm, I'm out, calling I'm, it. I'm yeah. calling it, you know, yeah, I gotta yeah, yeah. get, I gotta get out of here. So yeah, we all like street drove, um, Portland to Walla Walla, Washington, which is where villains is. 
And then from there, that was like a nine, 10 hour drive. And then from there to Evergreen was like another nine hour drive. And then from there to Medford was like a 12 hour drive. It was like a whole day of just driving, dude. And like you got and back to the coop versus hatch thing. One of the reasons why I love the hatch is I've done two drift weeks and I've fit everything in the freaking hatch, dude. Like everything. Yeah, you got me there. <laughs> you can't do that in the coop. Gotcha, bitch. So, you got me there. I'll, uh, I'll my radiators guys, in my da, 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 truck. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. If you build your hatch for drift week, that's what you should do. Maybe, yeah. yeah, yeah. There we go. Because, like, dude, dude seriously. How, so, how many actual, not on track, how many actual miles is it? Do they have, does somebody have a thing that's like. I mean, it's different based on, like, drift week one and two. It was insane. Like, there's that a reason a why only YouTubers and big name people did it because, like, they were driving states away, like, you know, between track days, you know, or and, and they uh, went across country the first one, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, they went all like, the way. Now they do. It was like Texas sections. to LA to Arizona to freaking like Illinois. I don't know. Like, it was like super wow. crazy distances. And, and, uh, it was actually pretty gnarly because they had to like finish a track day clean up and then start driving to the next state that night. But yeah. like when I did drift week, when we did number three, he had it kind of planned out to where you were at the track for two days and then you got a travel day. The next day was a whole day of just travel. So you got to like take the entire day to drive to the next state or the next track or whatever. And so, yeah, one and two is gnarly because they were like, you just finished driving two days back to back and you just finished loading everything up, start driving. Up, the next. Go, like, dude, you're go. driving overnight. Like, so I think Aaron realized like, okay, this is pretty gnarly for like the average, you know, yeah, kind yeah, of the regular dude. regular yeah. dude. So with three, when he kind of like was talking, when we were talking on the phone, he's like, yeah, so like, it'll be like this. You'll have time to like drive to the next track, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then the other like ins and outs, I guess, is that he, there's so much logistics with what Aaron does to plan it to where he has like trucks and enclosed trailers to carry like he basically is like hey you can have a space for one tote like one of those yellow black yeah, totes yeah. of spares and then um four wheels and like we'll carry that stuff for you so he carried four wheels for me a tote and then everything else is in your car like all my other spare parts like i don't know like sleeping stuff uh chairs canopies like spare parts like just my luggage, my my passenger's luggage. Like we were stuffed. Like there was stuff falling from right here. Like you know, with a cage in the car and stuff. So like you're packed in there tight with like everything, you know. Um, but yeah, it was just like you show up to the first track day and you go from there to you know two days at one track. And then we just had Airbnbs like for mm -hmm. every town. We just rented a different Airbnb with a group, and um, it was cool. We got to like. Some groups were like people that had never met each other and just became groups through the Facebook page that he made for everyone to meet mm -hmm. each other. And then uh, some of it was like me and my friends. There was like five of us from NorCal that got in for Drift Week 3. So we were like, okay, well, let's all just like get an Airbnb together and do the trip together type thing, you know? What's it cost, do you think? All told. What could you do it for if you were like a, a average dude, you got a car that you know will make the ride. Yeah. Or you let you get fuck approved. It up. Yeah, yeah, right. But... But if you could get so, approved, how much would it cost? It would probably be roughly the cheapest you could probably do, at least the two that I've done, the cheapest you could have done them was probably about five grand for the two week trip. And that's like probably having just enough tires to make it through each track, maybe like not getting to necessarily drive as much as you want. Maybe, you know, mm -hmm. if you spend a little bit more on more tires, like I think I spent about two grand worth of tires for the first one. And I ended up coming home with like 
six brand new tires or like eight brand new tires. Like I didn't go through enough tires, you know? So yeah, I was like, okay, okay well, so you probably but spent then, too much, spent too much, you know? Yeah. And then the next one I was like, okay, well like I'll probably get less tires this time. I, I got less tires for the second one and I still had leftover tires, you know? But then it's like, you just don't know how your trip's going to be because drift week three, pretty good for me. Like I got to drive a lot. I broke stuff here and there. Um, shout out to like random people in Washington who like let me come to their house and weld my subframe because I Fuck broke yeah. a tab off the subframe <laughs> at Evergreen. Like, um, Tori, if you're watching this, um, and then, but then like drift week, you know, some people like don't have any issues the whole time and you're just driving all the time, blown through tires, yeah. like whatever, you know? And then like drift week four, I ended up having a bunch of issues too, or you crash the car and you got to fix it. And like, you know, I ended up having like a gnarly crash with LZ at Grange actually. <laughs> that took me out for like the rest of that day you know it was like my second lap ever at grange so i did one lap with my team and lz was uh in the middle it was like two of my teammates lz in that uh s13 jz car that he has um and then my other teammate and then me in the back so we did that lap and i was like this is so sick you know and then the next lap like my team all kind of pulls off because they'd already been on track for a while and then it's just me and lz and he was like hey lead lead for me and i was like all right second lap ever at Grange you know <laughs> and I send it like throw a nice entry and everything get around like the first couple corners and then there's like that back section and I just yeah watching the videos back like I just hit it wrong like I was just like nervous you got you know LZ's behind me I'm trying to put a good lead line I'm going wide went too wide dropped a tire pulled my entire car like vertical dude and like slammed into the tire wall and stuff and like surprisingly didn't really break anything but like just alignment was all off had yeah. to like go back and like check the whole car over you got any stuff. footage of this i do sick you're gonna have to up. put just all your media in a google drive folder okay. and send i got it to you me. yeah i got yeah that'd be videos sick of footage. the team and then L- stuff with lz and just other i had like drift week three dude i had um a lap with uh chelsea chasing me in his pennzoil mustang at the time and just like same thing just so nervous i'm like don't don't fuck up in front of chelsea you know and like <laughs> mind you the like two days before i did fuck up in front of chelsea i did a money shift one two one dude like going down the straight dude first gear just pinned dude second gear pinned go to grab third put it back into first lift the clutch dude just and i was like oh my god just like going to neutral (laughs) and chelsea didn't rear-end me so shout out to chelsea because he's actually good at avoiding crashes if he wants to and um good driver i've done it again with other people chasing and i've money shifted and just got rear-ended you know and i'm like ah my fault but you know um but yeah man it's like drift week in general is like the most amount of seat time with the most diverse amount of tracks that you could do in the smallest amount of time and like that to me is just like you can't you can't trade that for anything else it's it's one of one you know like to drive four different tracks that if you tried to go drive separately on separate occasions would cost you more than doing it all together with drift week you know 
but then you got the aspect of you're driving the car every day, you know, like, you yeah. so it's, it's nerve wracking, dude. Cause you're just like, you want to yeah. send it, you want to just drive hard and whatever. I got to make sure I like, get to the next one. I got to drive home. You know, I got to drive back to the Airbnb. I mean, dude, drift week three, we did a trans swap in our Airbnb garage. My friend's IS 300 blew his trans in the middle of uh, the second day at Medford. So that night we're leaving, we got to check out of the Airbnb at 11 a.m. It's midnight and we're like starting a tranny swap in the garage of this Airbnb. Oh and we're just, he he carried a spare trans in the trunk of his IS the whole trip because he just knew his trans was going to blow. Sure enough, third track, oh, blows the trans, wow. bro. So then we're like doing this trans swap. That's smart, this though. Dude, yeah, it was, so it's like, you just got memories that you can't get anywhere else, you know, yeah. like just doing that kind of stuff. We had this one Airbnb, had a two car garage hot tub in the middle so you're just like chilling in the middle of this garage people are working on cars you're chilling in the hot tub like it's just like vibes that you just don't get yeah you know uh so one piece of advice to anyone getting into drifting all right i've been thinking about this before i came because i'm glad i'm glad like that's a yeah, everybody everyone knows like, about oh it. that's a hard one i'm yeah. like all right so you don't watch yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I've Which is watched fine. every episode and it's just you know like i said i just i this podcast helps support and promote drifting and like that's what I'm about. So shout out to you guys. Yeah, fuck yeah. Uh, dude. Hell yeah. That. So uh, really? best advice I can give, and this is advice that I've literally given to somebody, a beginner. They didn't take the advice. Of course. And then within the next weekend, oh, it, came, it came to it. fruition of For why I gave life. them this advice. So um, no names or anything. They probably aren't watching this, but a lot of dudes are getting into drifting and they'll maybe buy a seat time car like a Z, you know, mm -hmm. but then they go, okay, now I need $2,000 FDF front angle kit. I need the $2,000 rear fucking squat grip kit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need this crazy setup, this, this crazy setup, this. And I'm like, bro, here's a piece of advice. A, a Z or an S chat. Like I still run just cut knuckles, stock control arms and That's me. stock tie rods. Like I don't run any fancy angle kit and all that. I have an S14 inner. Uh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Inners so same, and outers. Same, same kit. And then just a modded knuckle and like super basic BC coils. Mm -hmm. Like that's it. And uh, I don't even have that. <laughs> so I'm a big BC guy. I, one day, one day BC, if you're watching this, please. So I uh, told this kid, I was like, look, man, like you got this fancy angle kit. His other homie was wanting to buy the same angle kit and they're just getting into drifting. And I was like, guys, buy a cheap angle kit. GK Tech makes a bolt-on, 200, bucks, 200 bucks bolt on. It's mm -hmm. plenty of angle. You're just learning, you know? And they go, well, this kit's so good. I'm like, look, FDF is amazing. I have nothing against mm -hmm. FDF. You don't need it. But you don't need it. And here's the main reason. It's not that just like it's too much angle for your skill level. Like that's part of it. But here's the thing. This is, and this is the advice I told him. And then it happened the next day. This was the night before he was going to a skid pad event. So the next day he ends up crashing into the wall, breaks the entire angle kit. He's out two thousand dollars in an angle kit and that's the advice i gave him was dude if you have a cheap two hundred dollar angle kit and you crash the car which you never will spend the time learning how to drive the car exactly and then so you crash and now you've broken this really expensive angle kit mm. or whatever expensive parts you have on your car you're breaking these parts where you could have cheaped out and gotten back on track faster you know like dude i bent a control arm at drift week and I have spare control arms. They're stock. They're, I yeah. just carry a bunch of them, you know? Like, you bend one, you throw another one on, you're back on track. You bend a FDF control arm, like, you're not finding that just anywhere, mm -hmm. you know? You got to order a replacement or you got to have a backup, you know? So, what? for beginners, See, it's mine like... mine are extended. Mine aren't totally stock. Yeah, I did run extended for a while, too. Did I, you I like just that recently better? went back to stock length. Did you like it better or less? Um, 
here's the like if we want to get into the geometry of it like i'm pretty big on like angle stuff so the extendeds are are good because they give you a lot of clearance for the wheel and like when you run 18s especially mm -hmm. yeah but what the um what they do is give you like almost too much camber because like the bottom's so extended and whatnot whereas if you run a stock length arm it and then you run like spacers more spacers it gets you more track width and so your scrub radius is better than when you just kick the bottom of the wheels out with an extended arm. So the way the car drives, just like you get better uh, self-steer, you get just kind of better caster steer with the car when it's stock length arms and you run more spacers to just push the wheels out. But the problem with that is I just switched to that. The problem though is I'm still running 18s and they're too wide, you know, yeah, so yeah. you want to run a 17 by nine kind of smaller, like this is how the dudes in Japan run. They run mm. a cut knuckle, stock length arm, and then a shit ton of spacers. And when I say a shit ton, like I'm talking at least a 50 mil spacer to yeah. get you into like super negative offset because it gives you the clearance and the scrub radius and the car feels incredible. Like I can sit my car at full lock and I don't get binding. I don't get like weird That's wheel tight. like wobbling. Yeah, I get, like, well, I, had, I didn't get that at first when I first put it together, but yeah. the last event, that's what ended up causing me to crash mm. into cash. Yep. Mm. yep. And so like, dude, my car does not do that. And like, and I'm just like, for me, I'm also the type of person that's like, if it works, then I'm not going to change it. So like, you know, I've looked at, oh, full GK tech, like you get the con like control arms plus Man, this and that's this, what I have. whatever. It's a super lock right now. Yeah. And it's, it's all great stuff. Like nothing against any of those dudes with like the nicer kits or the companies that make them. It's just like, especially when you're first getting into drifting, buy the stuff that you could replace for cheap. Like if you spend all your money on this crazy kit and then you crash it, which you will. Don't even buy the cheap kit. Take the fucking bump stops out and let Dude, her yeah, eat. For a Z, literally, I agree. For put a Z, some, literally. Put some fucking spacers angle. on it and let exactly. it rip. So. And also, cheat code for the rear arms, don't buy the full rear kit. All you need is the toe arm, which is the bucket delete. So you have to have oh, two yeah. rear coilovers. Um, right. And then the camera arm. You can get whatever adjustment settings you yeah. want out of the rear in a Z. That's it, man. I feel like that's the best advice I can give because keep it simple. Keep it simple because, yeah. like, at the end of the day, it, it all comes down to how much seat time you get and how much time you get to be on the track. And the less the car is braking and the easier it is to fix it when it does break, it just literally equals yeah. more seat time, you know? And like, people just uh, get into drifting and they'll drift like two events in a year. And I'm like, you're not into drifting, man. Yeah, you no. just, yeah. You've gone drifting, but you're, you're not into drifting. You know, like <laughs> you're I'm a partial hobbyist. Life, dude, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a partial hobby. This is this is my entire life, bro. Like, fuck yeah. yeah. Well, cool, man. I really do appreciate it coming on. Uh, yeah. Go ahead and plug your people, plug yourself. Yeah. Um, well, like I said, um, we have a team called Drift Team Anti Heroes. You can find us on Instagram. We have uh, merch for sale. We just kind of try to go and hit as much events as we can. Um, and then I have a personal YouTube channel. It's Barrot Says. Um, so if you guys want to follow YouTube, I pretty much just try to post the whole journey of building the car, all the swaps I've done, all the events I go to, like other cars that we work on at the house. Like we kind of have like a cool house where we have a little bit of property. So people come over and work on their cars in my house. And like, you know, it's just kind of okay. nice to like get that kind of content. So um, yeah, check out the YouTube channel. Um, Link in the description. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much it. Thank you guys for letting me come on. For sure. Um, Absolutely. Came dude. a long way. Yeah. Yeah. There's probably, you think I'm the furthest traveled guest maybe? Yeah. By a long slide. Yeah. 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 California, man. Yeah. Long but, slide? Um, landslide. Landslide. By landslide. Sorry. Yeah. I think David <laughs> was the moves. farthest so far and he was just in Atlanta. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wasn't he in Colorado before? Did he move out to East Coast too? No, he's, he's from been? Oregon. Oh, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Pretty but, sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, you guys got to make it out to NorCal at some point. 
We um, maybe. <laughs> yeah, we're planning on coming out to shoot with uh, Literal because he lives out yeah. in. Oh, he's in uh, SoCal. SoCal. Yeah. So I'd probably like to go out there and yeah, yeah. see him. But we need to line some like. That's one of the things we like, need your guys' help, motherfuckers. Yeah, man, we need yeah. buy people. the merch, baby. Hit subscribe, <laughs> buy the merch. Yeah, do all the shit. Yeah, yeah. If you want better podcasts with better people, you gotta support. Yeah, if you want better people so, than me and all the other losers that have been on there. the podcast, support the podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> content's free, but it ain't cheap for us. <laughs> yeah. Call it. it there. So, all right. Well, that's it for this one. Appreciate it. See you guys next week. Peace. All right, we boys. just ended the podcast, but he forgot to do this. I wanted to give these guys some merch, so um, I brought. I had to pack these in my suitcase and almost hit the overweight mark. Really? So, I'm, no, I'm probably not. <laughs> oh, okay. Fuck yeah, dude. Here's uh, some hoodies. That, this is what they look like if you don't want to open them up, but this is the team. Dude, that's fucking sick. Look. It's all of our cars. Tight. Yeah, very cool. Oh, yeah. Cool. Grab the merch. Oh, yeah.